I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Kate and Mike. Well, this is Mike. You just totally stole my thunder. You don't get to say my name. Uh, I know. I made a mistake. <laughs> you can say it now. Okay, let's start over. Ready? Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Mike. <laughs> this is Mike. And this is Kate. It's good to have you here. <laughs> In our basement where I live. Thanks. Yep. It's good to be here. Thank you for coming out to your podcast. I, I was going to look up some reviews since oh, we kind yeah. of forgot this. We have fallen Guess what? I just got notified today. You don't know about this yet. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah. Are you ready to hear? I'm just pulling up these reviews. Is it relevant to the podcast? Or yeah. Or are you just going to tell me random news? No, I can tell you random news. But let's see. Most recent should really pull these up beforehand. Okay, we have a we have a new podcast Great. review. For those of you that are not aware that we are giving away giveaways for the listeners of the podcast, if you leave a review and we read it here, then you if just have to... You're a listener of the week. Yeah, send me your address and I will send you free giveaways, mm-hmm. which is super dope. So we'll just start it off with the review and then I'll tell you. See, it's okay. called... Um, that was a lead-in yeah, to what's next. All right. So what's the review? So from... Cells 88, S-E-L-I-Z, C-Liz 88, C-Liz, that left this inspiring slash entertaining five stars. Oh, thanks. Out of five. Kate and Mike are a great team. They bring on inspiring guests and ask thoughtful, provoking questions. And Kate's laugh is so joyful, it's contagious. Aw. That is cute. I didn't read that. That was right live on the spot. I agree with you, Cells 88. Which is why I married her, because of her laugh. <laughs> That's one thing. So who should she or he email? Instagram, Mike J, or just Mike J Watts, and then send me a direct message, or send me an email at Mike at MikeJWatts.com, and we'll put some fun goodies in the mail. Awesome. Well, I'm not going to tell people what they're going to send them. They just okay. have to send me their stuff. They get a giveaway. We have tons of goodies laying around, and they're just going to get stuff. You're going to get something good. Yep. So anyway, okay, so for the other news is I just received notification today from, let me pull the email up since I'm looking at it. This says, hello, congratulations. Your show is one of Spotify is interested in for their podcast offerings. So now we are on Spotify, which I haven't even pulled it up on the phone yet. Oh, it's because we haven't hooked it up yet. Matt's taking care of that. Yeah, so I didn't know you could listen to podcasts on Spotify. Yes, you can. And so by the time Thanks, this comes Spotify. out, Spotify because we applied for it like months ago. Oh, I didn't know that. And they only allowed like Tim Ferriss and the big wigs. The big wigs, yeah. We'll be there someday. And I think This American Life was on there. Yeah, I think. Ira Glass, love him. Yeah, so basically, he went to Brown also. Oh, okay. Only I Brown have, people. I always have to say that. Yep. I love Bruno if we ever interview Tim Ferriss or when we do, we'll just be like... He did not go to Brown. He didn't go to Brown. No. So we'll let him know to be like, how did you become so smart and successful if you didn't go to Brown? Because everybody on the Spotify podcast playlist went to Brown. Da-da-da-da! Just not kidding. That. Actually not true. I know. <laughs> totally kidding. It is a small community, but though. you know because who else here, did? Here... Lisa Loeb and no. Laura Linney. 
and the list goes on. Anyway, I could keep going, but I'll stop. Do you want me to Google famous brown people and see no. what comes up? No. No, but brown is like Maine, right? It's like you live in Maine and you happen to be in California and somebody says, well, I'm from Maine. You're like, what? No it's way. It's a smaller school than yeah. most schools. So like it just like has a, you know, that little sense right. of community, even though I don't actually know these people. Yeah, I know. But it is. There's a more of a touch. Yeah. Okay, so we just had a crazy experience last week. I think we should talk about that for a second. We did, yeah. We lost power for five days. There was a really insane windstorm. We had a hurricane. Storm. Small. It, it was like a small. Okay. So I don't know if it's actually classified, I, but it was 75 think, mile per hour gusts. Yeah, and we had like 70 trees down in our neighborhood. Luckily, no trees got hit. I mean, houses got hit and everybody was safe. Yeah. But Mike, first thing in the morning, the morning after the storm was like, I'm going to go out and get my toe straps and haul the tree, you know, the tree trunks from the road so we can get out. So he was out there with the other dads in the neighborhood, like sawing away and hacking at the trees. And they were like splattered in mud. And it was pretty hilarious. Mm -hmm. But you did. It was very manly. And you hauled the tree out of the road so we could leave and go. Try to find me a breakfast sandwich, which we could not because our entire town <laughs> had no power for a really long time. We got power back Friday night at seven and we were, I think, some of the last in the town. So we only yeah. had power for five days. And I will say when I mentioned it on Instagram, a woman wrote in that she was hit by Hurricane Maria and she has been out of power for 43 days. Wow. So I have to say it made me feel like, you know what? We're good. Mm-hmm. But it was annoying. It was like annoying. It got cold in the house. But the most annoying part was trying to run an internet business without an internet. That was tough. And then it was yeah. also... Um, Not having hot water. It is true, though, because like people in Puerto Rico got wiped out. Like the fires in California, their houses no longer exist, no. right? This so it's was like, more of inconvenient. Yeah, it was inconvenient. It was not hard. Right. Per se. No. And it was challenging because there was always the, you know, our power is going to come back on. So it was like, when's it going to come back on? But yeah, so we had one of our neighbors works for L.L. Bean. So for those of you that have followed the L.L. Bean boyfriend, that was kind of, we were participating in showing up on the website. We could have been on the website. You guys could have been. It was, it was, it was my L.L. Bean husband. Yeah. Oh, my L.L. Bean husband. It was definitely Mm -hmm. a my L.L. Bean husband. You just Google that website. If you've never seen it, it's pretty funny. It is pretty funny. But yeah, it was, uh. It was an interesting, fun experience, and yeah, but it was grateful for power. Grateful for power. Yep. Yep. So that's what we got. All right, let's dive into the episode, what we got going on today. So today we're going to talk about four key questions every business owner needs to ask themselves in order to spot inefficiencies and wasted time and energy, because we all know as business owners, our time and energy is precious. And most business owners are leaking it in places where it does not belong. And so Mike has identified four questions to really help you to hone in on what you need to be focusing on and what you need to get clarity on so that you can plug those energy leaks. And he is really the king of efficiency. Mike is a Virgo. He loves systems. He loves organization he can't stand it when I do things out of order and when I do things in a way that wastes time. He's always like, let me just do this. Like, why are you doing it that way? So not anymore. For example, I'm letting you work through your own used to reload the dishwasher after I did it because he felt that I was not maximizing the amount of space, which was a trigger for me because my father used to do that growing up. 
You just um, have to accept that I am way better at organizing are. the dishwasher. You're so much better at this organizing and let it You're go. also so much better at like packing the trunk of the car or a U-Haul or like anything Tetris-like Mike is amazing at. He went to school for engineering, but I'm pretty sure that your brain was organized like that before. No, it is definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's the way like I, I born I as an engineer, think. not yeah. trained as an engineer. And so, yeah, I mean, when you came along in my life, I mean, a little while ago, you asked me, I guess it was a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago now, you said, so do you feel like we have a business or do you feel like you get paid to journal? And I was like, especially at that moment, I was like, honestly, I feel like I get paid to journal. But you are the reason that I transitioned from essentially getting paid to journal to we have a nearly seven-figure business. We're hoping to hit seven figures this year. And it's amazing. And, and it was because of your ability to spot inefficiencies and to create systems and infrastructure to see where I was, A, wasting time and money, and also where I was not taking advantage of the opportunities we had. And I was thinking about today, like all the things that have been the biggest game changers for us in our business. And most of them were your idea, like 80% of them. So I will just go over what they were. (laughs) Number one (laughs) was in 2000. I'll just, there's like five. It's not going to take me that long. Now you're, let's give, um, are you getting shy? No. First, I want to just challenge anyone out there for a dishwasher organization <laughs> contest. I will snap your photo will on Instagram. More stuff in the dishwasher, at Mike J. Watts. Than, uh if you think it's, it's not about the organization of dishwashers, it's just about putting the stuff in the dishwasher so it fits correctly to maximize the space. Yeah, that's no, in it's there. not about how it looks. Correct. It's about it's yep. about full and, function. And if it doesn't fit good because your dishes, if you it just doesn't got, fit well. Yeah, if it doesn't fit well, just Kate is the the writer clearly. <laughs> I was talking to Penelope tonight. The system. I handle the English. I was talking to Penelope tonight, and I was like, "Well, actually, I would say something, and I'd be like, well, the correct way is this way.'" And then Kate's in the corner going, "Actually, the correct way to say it is this way.'" And I was like, "Well, soon, Penelope, you'll be correcting me on my English, which would be great." <laughs> How old do you think she'll be when she starts correcting you? Five. <laughs> you think five? Yeah. <laughs> you don't think a little older? Mate, well, aren't you supposed to write to like the eighth grade level or something? Or what, what's the thing where you're not supposed to... Oh, I thought you said, aren't, don't I write at an eighth grade no. level? I was like, I hope I write at higher than eighth grade level. No, where it's, you know, you're supposed to write to a way people understand. Oh, yeah. 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 It's actually really interesting that it's this totally side note, but I'm reading Hillary Clinton's book, What Happened? Mm. And she doesn't, she's writing like, I've been following this whole political game for a good year and a half now, two years, and really kind of understand it. But I'm reading her book, and it's really dense. And I'm just like, this. there's well, way too much information. Well, I think that's part of the problem with Hillary is that, I mean, we're not going to get <laughs> super political, but I'll just say this. Like, you know, I would love a woman president as much yeah. as the next person, for sure. And, like, she's not a woman that I'm like, you know, I'd love to go to lunch with her. You know, she doesn't have that, like, connection factor. She lost because, for multiple reasons, but she doesn't bring this up in the book that I've read yet. Calling the Trump voters deplorables 
you lose. Well, you know, it like goes, you can't it really, attack. You can't because it goes back to what I just thought this was so amazing that Brene Brown was talking about in her new book, Braving the Wilderness, which I'm just going to put out to the podcast angels. I would love to have Brene on the show someday. But anyway, so she was talking about that when we shame others, we dehumanize them. Mm-hmm. And there's a process by which because humans are not wired to harm our own kind, actually. But we, through propaganda, through shaming, and through dehumanization, we actually make it okay for ourselves to harm other humans, which is exactly what's at the heart of racism, you know, was at the heart of the Holocaust. And for Hillary, calling the Trump voters deplorable actually is like a light version of shaming. Yep. Okay, so anyway, we're totally off track. I think um, since we're on that topic right now, before we get back on the other <laughs> Let's one, go deeper. why don't you share, did you, did Brene Brown say the thing about talking about your uh, the parent? Because there's probably people on here, it's when the, you're talking to your kid about the other parent. You know what I'm talking no, about? No, that wasn't Brene Brown. Oh. I read that Well, I think this goes else. in the same, I, for some odd reason, that came to me while you were God, just talking. I wish I could remember where I read this. So if anybody knows, please go ahead and email in info at kateandorthrop.com. I was reading a book. I think this is good for couples that are together, couples that article. are. I don't know. But I know that there are divorced people who have children listening yep. to this. And I come from a family of divorce. Yep. And so I was a child of divorce. And this one study... You still are. Yeah, well, I'm not a kid anymore. I'm now an adult. Right. Of divorce or whatever. (laughs) So this one study found that it's actually more harmful to a child. Maybe it was Dr. Shafali. I don't know. I hope somebody knows. It's more harmful to a child if you... If the other parent talks badly about the other parent, if one parent talks badly about the other parent to a child in a divorce situation, it's more harmful to that child than if the other parent had died, emotionally speaking. And the reason for this is that a child on some level, even if it's not conscious, understands that part of their genetic makeup is that other parent. So when the one parent talks badly about the other parent, it's essentially feels like to that child that their parent is talking badly and blaming them, the child, and saying that they're bad because that is half of their genetic material. As a child in that situation, I it resonated. Hmm. So yeah, just that was that's a side note here, but it's a nugget on the Kate and Mike show. It's kind of, it's another level of like shame to a certain degree. Helpful for somebody. I hope it is. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, it is, it was super helpful for, I mean, having not been in that situation. For you to tell me that. It was, yeah. Yeah. Having not been in that situation as an adult, I can see how difficult that would be. Right. Especially in certain circumstances, especially when your ex might be behaving in a way that's really awful. You know, and I'm sure there are cases where, like, their behavior is just totally not okay and you you have to say something about that. But there's, you know, there's different... There's a spectrum. Right. Okay. 
Okay. Wow. Wow. We really went. We're diving in deep. You know, here. we're recording at a different time. Usually, we record Monday mornings, and and it didn't happen this better. morning. And we're recording after. This is a this is an after bedtime. I put Pete to bed early because she is sleepy. We just had the time change this weekend, so she is a sleepy bunny. So she did a long tubby. She was in the tubby for like twenty twenty five minutes, and she looked at her hands and saw the wrinkles. <laughs> freaked out and she goes oh no wash off wash off oh no she was so upset about the wrinkles on her fingers which was really cute and i was trying to show her wrinkles on my hands and that she was okay but anyway put her to bed so we could do this podcast apparently we're more chatty i think we on should a do monday night. i like the evening recordings the, the, the we need to talk about our monday mornings i, I came up with a theory okay this morning. we'll we'll discuss we'll um, report back so yeah so, okay. So the reason that we're talking about organizational, how to structure, <laughs> questions to ask yourself that we're going to go over the four is because I have basically just put together MikeJWatts.com and relaunched it's so it. so exciting. Yeah. It's pretty fun. You know, I am, you I truthfully, it, but truthfully, this is the first ever actual launch. Yeah, it is. It's the first ever really, it's, it's just like, it's live. But Mike the thing is, is like, I'm also super nervous and avoid, I haven't, like, Licia last week was just like, you should like tweet about it or whatever. This is the first time I'm talking to anybody about it. And I'm talking to a microphone. I'm talking to my wife who's across from me. And now you guys are listening. And by the time this comes out, there will be more in the universe about it. But it's a big well, deal. Well, I'm sending a solo email on the day this comes out to our entire list. So yeah, you better be great. ready because it's Oh, happening. I am ready. No, I'm ready for it to happen and to come out and it feels really good, but it's been a change from, because I ran my own website and had money coming in, in 2010 and 2011. And then since we started working together in business, it's kind of been a side project. It's funny. I actually just spoke in Richmond, Virginia. Wow. There's so many updates, people. So many updates, right? Yeah. We haven't done an episode, just the two of us in a while. No. And I just spoke in Richmond, Virginia, like two weeks ago with Sara Franti, who is Michael Franti's wife, or Michael Franti is her husband. Excuse me. Let me put that correctly. And we were talking about, we actually resonated. We have very, her and I have very similar personalities and it was really interesting how the connection just happened between the two of us is how we started talking and then we started going here and plus a mutual friend is Danielle Laporte who married them actually oh, yeah, at their wedding I forgot that she right married so them. we yeah. you know I told her about that she actually doesn't want to be known as Michael Franti's wife basically is she wants to you know and she goes she's overworking herself and these are basically I'm summing up what she spoke about at this event we'll over our lessons and working <laughs> herself just to make her presence known like to be like i'm here i'm valuable right and so it's the same type of a thing where you're i want to say the number two is kind of behind the number one right if that it makes always sense makes me think of poop <laughs> of poop yeah <laughs> you call yourself the number, the two? number two yeah so maybe i'm the number can, two behind you your can, number ones maybe you can um, come up with a different way of phrasing now that. everyone is like <laughs> losing it right now Sorry. everybody else is thinking about their poops and number twos and how many did you do today i'll tell you what though i've been doing intermittent fasting my poops have been amazing from intermittent oh fasting no dairy and intermittent fasting really changed the game and people no gluten, honey i believe i've probably consumed some gluten in certain things but i've been trying not but to gluten. Try- the gluten general. thing has never really affected me so much but the no dairy thing is very interesting yeah. to try out and it's been over a month and i've been intermittent fasting now for over a month which means that i stopped eating for 16 hours 
and the poops. <laughs> Great poops. So since we got on the poop topic. But anyway, Sarah and I were just chatting about, and actually her presentation was about her really shining and and then kind of the way we've run business and transformed our own business and what we've talked about a lot and what you're teaching people in origin regarding just kind of the balance of the instead of the push 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 it's like push push relax push push relax push push relax kind of kind thing of like giving birth. just like and pooping and so it's you shouldn't be pushing at all in pooping. <laughs> right you I have know. to push there's something wrong with well your you digestion. gotta push a little bit you just don't it doesn't like you don't just don't sit on the sometimes you do but you know there might be a little bit of a bush periodically right so it's when we're putting this together and that's what my talk was really about and so it's a, it's a, <laughs> i don't know if we could do episodes at night because that's great. too punchy i think this is good and this might be our best episode ever so it's it has been this place where getting back to like mike j watts has been revised and relaunched and it's pretty cool so we we wanted to share about the launch of that. Yes, because it's a really big deal. Yep. And this has been a long time coming, honey. And I just want to congratulate you and just, you know, brag on you a little bit that this not only is the site beautiful, but your work is totally amazing. And we wanted to give our listeners a taste of the kind of insight that Mike has that's really unique in terms of business structures and efficiencies and also the way we hold ourselves back. And really, you know, you are responsible for most of our biggest game-changing decisions in business. Number one was when we launched the mentoring program in 2012. When was that 2012? Yeah, it was 2012. It was 2012 when you were like, literally nobody on your email list has any idea what you do to make money. You need to officially invite them. So we launched the mentoring program, which was inviting people to join our USANA business. We created an eight-week program for them, which was hugely successful. And you like signed up so many people. Maybe we should do that again. We totally could. Yeah. Next up, when I was writing my book, all these people were emailing in saying, well, how can I get access to this information? And I just kept being like, well, do you just have to wait until the book comes out? And Mike said, well, why don't you create a webinar course where you teach some of the material and kind of, you know, give people a sneak peek. And so that ended up becoming the money love course. It's a much more robust course now, but that was, and we, we had a really crazy successful launch for that. The first time going out, it was $20,000, $20,000. It was super simple. I taught four webinars and we sent a couple emails to the list. So crazy. So that was our, that was my first ever product that I created. And it was because of, it was because of you. By it's because saying of I, us, okay, honey. because of us. Yes. By saying I created it, I mean I created the content. I didn't actually like logistically do all the things. Then, next up, other really great ideas were one of them was Origin. Feng Shui for financial freedom. Oh, Feng Shui. Yeah, that was also the angel card, re- the angel yeah. reading from Kyle Gripe. But yeah, putting it both the, all of it together. Well, really, our whole together. business of what well, we've come about all of and the, the behind structure. the scenes yeah. and everything that runs everything is you and our life and our life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you are the reason that our life works, and you are the reason that our business works. Yeah, and it's just, and then it's also expanded from you know that was just like a couple programs that Kate was talking about, but. It's but also you understand the way... how to get things to people in a way that makes right. sense. Like I was going to do a one-time course to teach women entrepreneurs 
how to plan their year according to their cycles in the moon. And you were like, that could be your membership. So you just have a sense of like what's relevant and what's timely and how to get information to people in a helpful way for them, but also in a really profitable way for the company. So I just want to publicly acknowledge you for all those amazing ideas. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Because I'm Mike Watts, the business architect that was so creative. Oh, look at that. That's what it says on the website. Oh, cool. Clearly, you have not read it. Um, I have, but just not today. I help established business owners and entrepreneurs build solid operating instructures so they can scale to the next level of revenue. Yep. Boom. That's what you just said. That was great. But I, it's... It's true. Like and most it companies, really... especially when they're started by a solo solopreneur, there's no f- structure. Yeah, because it's <laughs> there is no structure. And I and mean, when we it. started our business as well, I wouldn't say there was a lot of. Well, when I started my original business, it, there wasn't a lot of structure to it. I mean, because I started USANA, there was structure to it because they already had the products and the marketing. So, or I had to do the marketing and really just put in the legwork, right? And so that was structure that was already created. But when you go out and you're on your own, you don't have structure. You don't know what you're going to be doing. You don't know how to run it. I was just speaking to one of our team members tonight, and she was talking about like it hasn't even been a year since she left her job and has been, she built this VA company where she went from zero to six clients at one, like within three months. And then she, you know, and then she's narrowed it down and she only has a couple of clients that she's working with now, but she was just like, it's only been a year. So she created that structure very quickly. And then she's like, I just, I feel like overwhelmed. I'm working too much. I just need to do something differently what that's going to be. But I think with what makes my goal in life has always been to outsource myself. And what do I mean by that? It's so it's to replace. And this has like this comes from growing up, you know, it's like doing all the work that we used to do around the house. Like my dad would always have me doing random projects like drywalling and carrying it up and down and, you know, and lawn work and all that stuff, which I'm super grateful for because it's taught me a lot of skills. But there was in my head all the time. I was like, why are we doing this? Like there's people that make careers. Their career is like chopping down trees. So like, why am I chopping down trees? I don't feel I'd rather be doing something else, you know, on the weekends or whatever that may be. So I always had these ingrained, but I didn't know how to fully express it. And then in college, I started seeing it more and more and more again. And the attitude of like, I have to do it my way or it's the highway type of a thing never really resonated with me because that makes no sense. Because to build a successful business that I wanted to build or to have a career that's successful, like you don't you can't do everything yourself. Like it's not possible. And if at a job, like, you know, when I was working for Philip Morris, I was in charge of 60 to 70 employees that rotated while I was there. But like I had 60 to 70 workers that reported to me. And my goal was to basically sit on my butt for eight hours a day and do nothing and empower them. Cause that's what I saw a lot at Philip Morris. It was so much micromanaging. And I know that was like, that's the way manufacturing has been run. That's the way I'm used to watch. I watched a video in college. They showed us of manufacturing at GM plant in Michigan. And these employees were literally grown adults sitting on the ground. They were not work. They would not run the piece of equipment and they're in a manufacturing line, just sitting there because their supervisor wanted to do something. They weren't happy. So they just sat like a bunch of kids and like, that's the manufacturing background that I walked into and it maybe wasn't that extreme at Philip Morris, but there was definitely something hanging over from it. 
And I knew like I had to empower these folks to make decisions for themselves that allowed them the freedom that also get the job done, but also be able to trust like it's a trust factor. Right. And even now at our house at this moment, like where we moved in, it's like, you know, I painted our shed this weekend, which was super fun. And it's like I got a cramp in my hand from painting because it's not muscles that I've used in a while. I'm like, man this is hard work. You know, it's like challenging work out here, painting and doing and it's repetitive and you have to do two coats or three coats. And it's like, it gives you a lot of appreciation for what these other folks do, but it doesn't mean I'm going to go paint my whole house. Right. Because there's people that make careers in Maine. No, I'm not going to do that. You know, certain things. Yes. But there, it was also on a time deadline. Right. And so for us, and so it's just from that standpoint where I know there's folks that can do, that have a career of roofing, siding, you know, construction, carpenters, whatever that may be. Like I'm using a lot of house examples, but it's also marketing departments, social media departments, video production. So I know as the business has grown, because it was for you and I doing pretty much everything besides graphics and web development, you know, when we started our business, like editing video, shooting video, audio, all of that stuff. Now we have a team that we pay monthly that are working with us, not on a full, we have a couple full-time or one full-time person and a lot of part-time folks, but it's substantially increased our overhead and that's gone up, which I'm super grateful to like, look at what I just paid folks. And then I just paid over $3,000 in affiliate payouts or two, it was over $2,000 in affiliate payouts 10 minutes ago, you know, and now we're providing value for other folks that supported our own programs, which is great. And I'm just like, it's such a different ball game. But even when we were running our business, it's like, how can I not do this anymore? Because what is it that I don't enjoy doing? And it's a, the, one of the biggest things is just asking for help and realizing like, I don't want to do this anymore. So when it comes to running your business and for us, that's what I've kind of masterminded out as our business has grown. And because a lot, like a lot of things you would, before you were pregnant with Penelope, you would just be like, I don't want to do this anymore. So then I know it'd fall on me. And then I'd be like, okay, we got to figure this out. Like we got to go find somebody else to help it because I would get frustrated, you know, or forget to do things or screw things up. And when I start screwing things up or you start screwing things up, we know it's time to take it off our plate Yeah, and it's time to open the space for what is the bigger picture stuff. Like what is the longer term outlook? I actually had a conversation with Entreport's president, Lena Rehnquist. I'm definitely going to say her last name wrong. The CEO of Entreport is Landon Ray. And then the president is Lena. And so I was talking to her about like what the role of the CEO is, what the role of the president is. Cause as Licia, we hired is to do the day-to-day operations. So as the president of our company is keeping the ship going, you know, why we're traveling or speaking or whatever Kate and I end up doing, or, you know, epoxying the garage floor, whatever, you know, as the case may be, as the case may be, which looks great by the way. And so I could look good lesson there. It's not going to be perfect. Got to let it go. Right. So, she said that Landon's full-time job is thinking 18 months out. Like he doesn't think of any projects that are going to require within 18 months. So it was such a great, you know, clarity because now we have a team of folks who are supporting the vision that we've created and moving that forward. So we're going to talk about, you want to talk about the four things? Yeah. So why don't you dive into the four questions? What was the first one? I also had a good life lesson regarding business that I learned at Nick Offerman's 
oh, event. Great. He's a um, comedian. He's a comedian. Was Park and Rec from Ron Swanson, for those of you that are Parks and Rec's fan, Park and Rec fans. But it's the same mentality that I took to like painting the shed or the epoxy. And it's the way I've started to really think about a lot of these smaller projects we're doing on the side. He built this, he wrote this song about his ukulele and he's like, it's, he's hilarious. He's doing a 30 city tour. So just look up Nick Offerman and you might be able to catch him. But he did this whole thing where he built this ukulele and then he goes, because he's a woodworker. He loves Maine, loves it. Oh my, he's like, he's married to Megan McCauley from Will and Grace. I think that's how you say her name. Megan uh, Mullally? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. So they're married. Yeah, he, from Will and Grace. So he said he would live in Maine, but his wife doesn't want to live here because of the weather. She doesn't really seem like a Mainer. No, he is, though. He I loves mean, wood. I don't know her personally. He's like, but... if you people aren't into wood and you live in Maine, why are you even living here? You know, it was hilarious. So anyway, he was talking about building this ukulele, and he's like, it's not perfect, right? He's like, because the woman in the front row is commenting that she can see the gap that where the glue is because it hardened before he put it together. And he, he wasn't. He was totally joking, right? But he goes, it's my first one. You know, so when I the attitude when I t- was painting the shed... I'm like, I'm not a professional painter. This is not going to be perfect. When I did the garage epoxy, I was like, this is not going to be perfect, but I'm getting it done. Right. And it's like 80% to 90. It's, it's not a professional job. There's a couple things I got to redo, which is fine, but it's just that mentality too. when we're running our business and operating that as well, where it's, it's a really about just getting it completed and getting it out to the world, you know, and you can make it perfect the next time. So I, and Gary Vaynerchuk talks a lot about that as well, but okay. So the four things that we put together, like the questions when I'm working with clients that I've worked with in the past, and even when it comes to working in our USANA business or working with our own employees of kind of their own life, like what the, that's happening, working with friends, whatever that may be, but definitely when it comes to your business questions, the four things that I, that Kate was asking me about before we got on here, she's set a name what did you call this well these are four questions that you need to ask yourself to really spot inefficiencies and to spot where yeah. you're wasting time and energy and where you might not be taking advantage like where you're losing money because you're not taking advantage of opportunities perhaps because maybe you're so distracted by being inefficient <laughs> it's true now which is a real possible which uh, is a, a real, real thing. thing because we're too distracted of what's going on in life. I do have, this is different than what, so if you happen to go to MikeJWatts.com, there's an opt-in there called the three tools you need to make your business life easier. And these are just three literally tools that we use in our business, Entreport, Zoom, and Teamwork that have made our life drastically easier. Yeah, but it doesn't know, I didn't say why. Okay. So... I just, I know I like to give people full disclosure information, you know, okay, but disclose go everything get on the list anyway. Yeah. Just go over there anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Go over there anyway. We definitely need to change the link for this opt-in. That's what I just noticed. This needs to be loaded someplace else. Well, it'll be changed before this goes live. Yeah, it will be. I just happen to notice that right now, but yeah, go to MikeJWatts.com opt-in. Cause I'm going to give you some amazing things, you know, throughout there. But anyway, go get the download, the three tools to make your business life easier. Why I use those. What's the reason behind them? We've used tons and tons of systems, I mean, ridiculous amounts of systems. I could literally look at the spreadsheet right now of our monthly expenses of all these crazy systems that we've used in the past. And now we're making it much easier. And so instead of adding 
tons and tons of extras to the business that we spend money on that is it might be twenty dollars a month but that twenty dollars a month times five times six times seven really adds up and you can streamline all of that so those are the three tools that we really use that have helped so so much in um, what we've been able to do to run the business so to the four questions to get back to those real fast these are different than what those tools would be so that's kind of the point of what i was trying to say there but number one is like, what are your, <laughs> what are you laughing about? Um, Sometimes you just say too many words. I do, but you know what? It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I don't have a professional. It's part, it's, no, it's part of book your, editor it's part of to your edit me down. Char. So, yeah, you better be. So, what are your f- income streams? So it's like really looking at your money game. And I talked about this in Richmond. I talked about three things in Richmond. One of them was your financial clarity picture of what that's going to be about in my it's getting very, very clear on what that is because money Kate and I talked about this in the car today actually it was a really interesting conversation we had we never talked about before, but it was cool you had some cool insight on it where it's like you think of like if you have an addiction right oh, they're yeah. doing aA we're watching this is us and they go to these aA meetings like there's a structure to that there's an addictional structure where you could literally be drinking and then stop drinking. Right. And then now you're living your life clear. You've cleaned up your disease or you've cleaned up the addiction to whatever that may be. Right. But like, let's say it comes to your money when it comes to your financial game, your income, your expenses. That is something we deal with all the time, no matter what. You know, it's not like we're operating that. So it's, it's much healthier to get clearer on that because then we can get, move forward in life. And because we are still operating no matter what with financial. Right. I think, substance. I think to be clear, we can all operate in a diseased way around different things yes. in our lives, like sex addiction, you know, debt addiction, alcohol, alcohol addiction, addiction drugs, narcotics yeah. addiction, under earning addiction. Like there's Self a lot help of addiction. Yeah, probably there should be a SHA. <laughs> be, <laughs> oh my God. There should be so many things, but the truth is like, it's tricky. And I am not saying that if you have a substance abuse issue, it's easier. No, but when it comes to alcohol or drugs, you just like, obviously it's a healing journey, but a huge part of it is stopping using. But when it comes to money or let's say sex or relationships, you don't really have the, I guess you could just stop having sex for a while, but like relationships, like you can't just not be in relationships. You can't just not use money. And so we were talking about how it is trickier to heal from those things when you have to interact with it on a daily basis, because if you are used to interacting with it in a diseased way or a, maybe diseased is maybe not the right way, but like a dysfunctional mm-hmm. in a dysfunctional way, it's harder to transition to operating in a functional way versus like with alcoholism, you're not operating with alcohol in a dysfunctional way and then learning to be functional with it. You're just not operating with it anymore. So anyway, I just wanted to clarify. Yeah, that makes sense. That clears it up. It's complicated all the way around. It's complicated. So, but this was one of the huge with, things that when we met and you started looking at the behind the scenes of my business, you were like, okay, you've got this email list. Your open rates are amazing. Like people love reading your stuff. What's the revenue model? And I was just kind of like, Bleh. Correct. So that was huge. Yeah. And it's even when, um, you know, I had a client recently we met in the very first meeting was I saved her $8,000 over the next two months. Like, cause she was paying $4,000 for this person that was not adding value. She wasn't ready for a person like that. And I think that's one reason where that's how we waste a lot of money when it comes to our business. 
we look at we we are trying to help get hire some people or something or something to help us grow our business, but we're not ready for it yet. Now, I'm not saying that person might not have been valuable down the line, but she was it was too she was too far ahead of herself. Her goals of what she wanted to accomplish she wasn't there yet. So it was like she had to cut that out and that was $4,000 a month, you know, and she signed a three month contract and I was like, get out of it. Like do whatever you have to do. Just get out of it. So it's and to get so clear on your revenue and your expenses. That is correct. Because if you got to know where your income is going to come from now, it's not saying maybe you're not making any money right now, right? Maybe incomes at zero, but what are the offerings? Where are you going to make the money? Like if it's all of a sudden, well, I'm not making any money. Well, it's like, a, what are you selling? Basically, what are you bringing out in the world? And it's getting clear on that. And that is just being comfortable. Now for myself, I am very comfortable with selling stuff. You know, other people, I'll sell anything to whatever. Perhaps a little too comfortable. With a little too stuff. comfortable. No, but I'm not. A, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes my parents give me so much crap be, about it because they, hi mom, because they like, <laughs> gave me, they moved me to North Carolina with all this furniture and I'm so grateful it was my first house and I sold it all because I was leaving. I wasn't going to like cart it around in a moving truck. In my head, it makes complete sense, but in theirs, they still give me crap about it. You know, it's just like, well, you guys sold all of our furniture. It's like, yeah, well, you didn't want it. You gave it to me. But so it was one of those things where that I could have probably asked them or maybe paid them for it. Maybe that'll, you know, maybe that's a gift that'll give later. Yeah. Look forward to that later, mom. Who knows what you're going to. You, you gave them their first grandchild. That's true. Good and, point. And then their fourth. That is soon to be coming. That is correct. Yes. Yep. Done. Well, <laughs> sorry, Michelle. <laughs> the joy and love you get to, from Penelope. I don't mean yep. to offend you. No, it's good. But no, it is. It's where are your income streams? coming from how are you planning on making money what are the offerings that you're putting out in the world and then really clear on where your expenses are what how much money is going out the door on a monthly basis when it comes to your business and what what are you doing where are you spending that and it could be something where you have to start super basic so that's number one super powerful number two these are not in any particular order for those of you that would be like well is this the step one step two step three no this is just four questions in a random order. You can ask them all to yourself at the same time. Yes, you can. At the same time, you can wait five minutes, like if you have a structure around it, however you feel like doing it. Be like, Mike says I have to take care of my income and expenses before number two. No, I did no. not say that. So just, but you, I think it's, it might require three months of all you do is focus on income and expenses. You know, that it might be, that is all you're doing for three months because it's, Kate and I have been on a money journey. It was for us to get very clear on what our financial picture was. She writes about it in her book called Plug Money, a Love Story, where you can get that at katenorthrup.com forward slash shop. There you go. You go pick that up right there. It happened if you leave a review, maybe, maybe one of those might show up in your mailbox one day. And then, so you got to get clear on what that financial picture is. And we had to do that as well for ourselves. And separately, we had to do it separately, and then we had to do it together, which and was about changes. two. That is correct. Like two years ago, we had a we met with Melissa Sweet at SweetMoney.com. MelissaSweetMoney.com. Oh, MelissaSweetMoney.com. Sorry, but Melissa Sweet is her name. She really helped us to clarify that Kate and I have the exact same money mindset, and then also put a structure together that makes sense for us. So for those of you that need help with that, highly recommend it. If you're somebody that's like, I need help with my financial situation, maybe you should talk to Melissa Sweet because yeah, it's good to get an outside perspective because if we put ourselves in $10,000 worth of debt, we probably need some help to get out of that $10,000 worth of debt. And it's an ongoing process, right? So it is that 
process as well. So the financial game is really, really important. Number two is what is the mission? So getting clear on like, what are you actually doing? Like, what are we bringing to the world? What's the purpose for that? It's if it's just to make money could be great. That will last for a period of time. And then you're going to be like, well, I made the money. Now what? Right. So I just actually listened to a Gary V talk where he, he made, he's only made really one decision in his entire life for financial gain. It was based off a decision for financial gain, not for making smarter decisions. Right. And it was when he left YouTube and went to Vidler. Remember that platform, the video platform, they gave him 7% interest in the company and he was like growing his YouTube channel with Wine Library TV. They went to Vidler. And that's actually when I started when I started following Gary Vaynerchuk, who was on Vidler, because then the guy for networkmarketingpro.com, Eric Ori, started using Vidler. And then he left YouTube because he paid Gary V $10,000 to talk to him about how to do a daily like video. And Gary said he did that. He made Vidler and he knew he should have never done that. In his heart, he knew he should have never left YouTube. And he went to Vidler because he chased the money. So it's like, what is the mission that you're doing in the world? What are you actually doing? And what's the purpose for it? So getting clear on what that is, because that can be a little muddled too, because we might think of, you know, I'm here to help people get healthier. Well, that's good, but that's a little vague, right? It's getting more specific on how you're actually going to help someone. I always think it's great to, when people say, my dream is to travel the world, Okay. Where's the first place you want to go? Or like, I always ask the question, where do you want to go? You know, and then they give me like a 10 places, right? They want to go. And then I say, where's the first one? And they're like, well, I don't know. I should go before this, this, and this. And you know, it's, it helps to know where, where is the number one place you want to go? What do you actually want to be doing? Well, yeah, because like, let's say, you know, your mission is to help women over 40 who have kids get stronger and build, you know, physical strength and physical confidence in themselves, then it's going to help you spot inefficiencies in your business. Because let's say you're saying yes to every speaking engagement and you're saying yes to every telesummit and every whatever, but like three quarters of them aren't even putting you in front of the audience of 40 plus women with kids who want to get fit, right? So that's a really, really helpful question to ask yourself because it will help you make decisions so much faster. And one of the hugest energy leaks for entrepreneurs is decision fatigue, is not being able to make decisions and waiting too long and saying yes to the wrong things. And so if you know your mission, then it makes it very easy to say, well, is this thing going to help me with my mission or is it not? Right. Love that. That's awesome. I remember I was just talking to Danielle Laporte last week and she said, because she started speaking for all these guys. Right. Like going to these guys' events. Yeah. And she told me, she's like, I'm no longer speaking these in front of dudes. These are not her market. Well, right. And it was so, got... and yeah, it was such a great, you know, she was very clear on it when she told me about it. So, yeah. Well, remember, we got invited, I got invited to go speak in Qatar for a group of Exxon Mobil executives, and they were going to pay me a shitload of money. Like, we think so. It was well, a little weird. That was what yeah. they offered. And when I really sat down, I was like, are a group of Exxon mobile executives, like, are these my target market? Are these my people? Is this part of my mission? And I was like, no, I'm going to go there and feel like I am speaking Chinese to a group of ducks. 
like and so I we said no because it wasn't it wasn't in service to the mission and it made it really easy to say no to that. Your uh logo should be a duck. <laughs> Anywho. That what's, way, the, what's the third question? Anybody that shows up at a next speaking gig for Kate just bring her ducks. I like it. Penelope loves ducks. She lo- she likes the ducks. Yeah. She loves that book. Yeah. Number 3 is the marketing plan. Like what are you doing to get people to see your message? You know, what's your mission? How are you getting out there? I want to do video, but I'm afraid to put myself on video. You know, I want to do audio podcasts, but I don't have a recording device or whatever we we might use as a block to help us there. Is it running Facebook ads? Well, Facebook ads don't work. Well, how many times have you done it? I've done it once three years ago. Well, okay, let's really revamp how it is we are bringing the message to the world and what that's going to look like. So that is really important, you know, and just saying, because just because you build it, they will not come. Field of Dreams was not correct on this, guys. So just so you know, doesn't necessarily work. It applies to baseball ghosts. Baseball ghosts, yep. Mm-hmm. In a movie. Yep, in a movie. Yeah, I mean, sometimes that's true. Sometimes it happens. You build it and you keep plucking away and you keep doing it, but it's your message. It's your mission. It's where it's getting clear on what your income streams are from the financial picture and then also what your marketing plan is and how you're getting it to the world. So it's just from there, it's about audio, video, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, YouTube, whatever the vehicle that works for you and getting clear, making one of those successful before all of a sudden we try to do all of them at the same time. Totally. And not getting distracted. Like if you're in the middle of your Instagram strategy and then suddenly somebody's like, oh, the way to grow is through quizzes. Then suddenly getting distracted by the shiny object and abandoning your one growth strategy for the next one before you've even gotten the first one to work. So that's a really important, like, what's your plan to get the word out there is such an important question. And then what's the final one? And then what is your, like, what's in your way? Not what's, what, what is in your way? What's stopping you? And usually when I'm speaking with folks, I can hear blocks being shot up left and right and they don't even know they're saying them. You know, what's so great about Mike is he is really direct. So he'll just tell you exactly what he heard. Yeah. If they want to know, I start now. I'm hiring you. Correct. They want to know. Right. Not in the middle of conversation. Yeah. Out in the middle. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. So it's just getting, it's like figuring that out because it could be something that happened when you were five. It could be something that happened last week. It could have been something that, you know, is you've carried on from previous careers Usually there is something that is blocking us one way or the other. And I haven't found like very few people. I found that that's not a reality. Like no matter what I believe, excuse me. Well, I'm not going to speak for everyone in the entire world, but you haven't talked to all 8 billion of them. No, no, I have not. But I, most of the folks that I come across have had a incidents where something happened, you know, with a previous client, it was an ex she was limiting her business because of something that her ex told her when they were married. And that was like eight or five to eight years before, you know? And so she still had that going on. And for her to recognize that it was very helpful in the conversation. Cause she was like, Oh, and then you just get, she got over it and moved on, you know? And then now it's been amazing to watch the growth that's come from that person and what's happened with her and her business and what she's been able to do and reach out and et cetera. So from there, 
really cleared the life. But I think that's been very... Because the, during this entire process, what we're doing here, we're starting to understand who we actually are as a person, you know? And I, especially now, like what makes us tick? And the only reason I can be very clear on this because that's what worked for me. That's what's worked for Kate, you know, that I've seen in our relationship. That's what's worked for other clients as well. But also we're getting very clear on what are our blocks? What's stopping us? How are we able to move forward? How are we able to get so much stuff done? I, our team member who I talked to tonight, she was like, it's unbelievable how much we accomplish in a week. Me, I think we're not accomplishing enough, of course, because I'm the owner of the business. But she was just like, it's unbelievable and how we treat each other. You know, and the one thing that I actually have this saying now, I'm going to read it to you guys because we're going to make this available for people. I just have to reach out to Gary V to make sure that's okay or his team. But we produced this piece of this poster because he just talked about three things in there. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it's humility, empathy, kindness, and hard work. Like all four of those combined in our business. And that's what I really want to come across when I'm working with people on a daily basis now. And that's the way I want their business to come across. Like building a successful business requires some hard work. It does. It requires work. It requires consistent effort over a period of time. And that will see the benefit of what the results will be. And it's working on those four questions that we just talked about. And those are always changing. You know, it's like, it's not just because it's like, let's say my mission is this today. Like when Kate's mission, when she wrote Money a Love Story was to put out a book to help people with their financial clarity when it came to their money, their emotional clarity when it came to their money. That didn't make sense. Their financial it clarity. Did. It was just redundant. Yeah. So it, their mo- emotional clarity when it came to their financial situation. And now it's changed. You know, it's changed to helping moms. It's changed to helping mom business owners, family that have families, you know, and people that are running their own business and how that has adapted and changed. How has that changed from our income and expense standpoint? Well, our team has grown. Our income has gone up. Our expenses have gone up. How is our mindset changing around that as well, right? So that's changed in the period since 2012, right? And then also what's our marketing plan? Well, there's more social media platforms that are out and about. So we, it's changing the game there. It's changing our messaging to realize like, I've had this thing where we should do more video and we could create like a YouTube channel for more of your efforts and videos, et cetera. But you don't want to do that, you know, and do more video consistently. And that's okay for right now. You know, so it's focusing on these other efforts where very valuable, like Instagram filters. Kate is, if you guys don't follow Kate on Instagram, Kate Northrop at Kate Northrop, it's amazing. I love them. I think her Instagram stories, stories. your Instagram stories. Yeah. Because you're a filter. It's because the oh, filter. I have a writing filter. You have a writing filter, yeah. It's the nerdy glasses. Yeah, it is, but it's good. And, and I so give daily updates on my word count. Yeah, it's good. Which it's so good. Really boring. I'm just gonna <laughs> say, like, it's not like, <laughs> but it's how I'm keeping myself accountable it's, to write my book. It's funny. It's funny. It's cute. I just did a poll for the first time ever. Oh yeah. Yeah. Have you ever done that? No, but I've seen other people doing them. Oh yeah. I, you should try it. See what happens. You what just create I a poll. People on whatever you write. Like, what's your? Did you write today? Yes or no? You could mm-hmm. put that. That could be one of your first yeah. question to ask. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then number four, it's like, what's in your way? Like, there's always something that's going to be stopping us. Whether it's, as Kate said. It was like from a divorced family situation that she shared earlier, like that could be something that comes up. It could be we have a daughter who is trying to potty train, you know, 
and you know went through like three diet three pairs of pants yesterday like that really affected my day of trying to like set up the shed because i was like ah i gotta go in and change your pants again like, it's ridiculous uh, it's the only way she's gonna learn i know but it's i know and so it's there's always or the perfectionist of where i always have to be right instead of just like okay this is not my job right my job is not a painter but I can do a good job of this. It's not going to be excellent. It's not going to be great, but it's going to be darn good. So I can do that. You know, so it's, you're always going to be something in your way as life continues on. When I was 19 years old, it was much different than I am now when I'm 35. Am I 35? 35. 35. 35. 35, yeah. As 35, like life changes. So it's, a, it's being adapting as we're moving forward and what that looks like. So, so do you want to recap the four questions yes, again? I will. What are your income streams and your expenses? So what are your two streams in your financial life, income and expenses? For those of you who don't have a business that are listening to this, because I know we have some folks here as well. That still applies. Still applies. Totally. Big time. Big, 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 big time. What is the mission? So what is your mission? What are you doing? What are you doing at work? Like, is the work that is fulfilling, like, even if it's not a business, like if you working at a career that is pretty fulfilling to you. And if not, it's a great question. What are you doing? The bottom line is like, here's the bottom line, people. All right. If you're working at a job that you're just paying the bills and getting by, like you spend, let's just say eight hours a day times 40 hours a week. How many hours a year is that? I don't even know. Well, 40 hours a week times 50 hour, fifty weeks is like 9,000 hours. Let me bust out my TI-83 to Isn't get what true? I'm... Isn't that true? No, I just did it in my... I know, but I'm, I'm going to get even bigger there. So 40 hours times 50 is 2,000 hours. <laughs> so 9,000, you were a little off. <laughs> oh, my God. If you God. add four and five, that equals nine. Good job. <laughs> That's why I got confused. Yeah, but I got my TI-83 plus out, or actually Kate's TI. I've been using a hand calculator all the time now. It's so much. Oh, it's awesome. Because I took it. AP calculus my junior year of high school, which I had no business taking, obviously, because I can't. <laughs> You're tired, honey. Yeah, well. It's 849. I know. It's pushing near. That was um, the last math class I ever took when I was I was 16. Oh, wow. And then we were done. <laughs> Serious? Yeah. You never took math in college? No. Why would I have done that? Wow. I don't know. I thought it was no, like No, we didn't have any core requirements. Oh. Oh, yeah. You went to Brown. Yeah, that's The more I money just... you pay for college, the... That's I'm why learning I took something. Food, fashion, and film. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm I learning have... something in New England more than anything else. <laughs> the more money you spend on school, the less you actually go, and the far less structured it is. It's really interesting. It's really like, but it also allows freedom. Yeah, you know, there's kindness did, that comes from. I took a financial it. accounting class. Oh, which was math. That was good. Yeah, that was close. It's one of the only okay. Bees so back I ever to my got. let's back to my example. So from a work standpoint, right. <laughs> You work 40 hours a week times 50 weeks a year. That's 2,000 hours. Now, let's just say you do that career for 30 years. That's 60,000 hours of your life we're spending on something that we don't enjoy. You know, I mean, that sucks, right? Then what comes next? Cancer, heart disease, then you're dead. You know, so it's like stuff like that just happens from stress of what that is going to be like. So when it comes to your mission... It is really stinking important that you are doing something 
that is getting that gets you a little bit excited. You don't have to be jumping up in air and doing hula hoops and cartwheels. And I did my first somersault in like ten years yesterday in Penelope's bedroom. She was pretty excited. Yeah, she about was excited. It. Yeah, that was cool. I was nervous about the somersault. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, I haven't done this in so long. You did great, but I did it. Now I want to do more. Said, mama, mama, somersault, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, no, I am not doing pregnant somersault. <laughs> no, no, that would no, be. <laughs> I'm just not. Okay, so number three, so number one is our financial clarity, income, and expenses. Number two is the mission. Number three is what the marketing plan is. So at a job, like I'll phrase it from there. Like if you have a job, like. It's making your expectations known, you know, it's like really if you would have a desire to like change departments or you have a desire to help other employees and coworkers, et cetera, kind of help each other for there and just getting your vision of what it is for your role out there into the world. I know a lot of people want to grow inside of their organization, but they're too afraid to, you know, it's too afraid to speak up, which is I understand why, because we've created a culture of fear around it. And everybody doesn't want everybody else to take their own career, et cetera, in their job. So you don't have to live like that, though. You can start living a different way inside of your career as well. But from the business side, you know, it's like, what? how are you getting your message out there? What platforms are you using to be able to do that, et cetera? And then the managing of all of that content to the world, right? And then number four is what's stopping us? What's in our way? What are we... What? excuse are we continually using over and over and over again well it's raining the snow's out like oh boy it's snowing i can't do anything i gotta just stay in like it's snowing you know it's so what excuse is actually coming up quite often in your life that is happening that you start to notice and it's a pattern you already know most likely what these are now it's just recognizing them to overcome them sometimes you might not because i have to say i just hired a coach a new coach i haven't had a coach in a while and I was amazed by something that I said that I was just processing outward in our session. And because I had a witness and because she was asking great questions, as coaches do, I had a huge breakthrough about something that I was, that's been holding me back that I was totally not aware of. So sometimes you know, and sometimes you actually yeah. don't. Agreed. And that's what's so helpful about having a coach is that you have this mirror suddenly in front of you that reflects back who you're showing up as. And it's very powerful. It's a little uncomfortable, but it's very powerful. Yep. I definitely agree with what Kate said. Like a lot of the discoveries that have really been powerful. I wasn't able to figure those out myself because we get used to, or you are able to figure it out yourself, but it's like in the company of someone who's holding that space. Right. Correct. Well, yeah, you do figure it out, but somebody is guiding you in that direction. Exactly. Exactly. Cause like when we're sitting around thinking about, Maybe you journal, maybe that you have another outlet right. that allows you to kind of solve these situations yourself. But for myself, it's also helpful for me to kind of talk to somebody. Totally. So that's what we have for you. So head over to MikeJWatts.com and get information about the three tools for business yep. efficiency and success. And if you want some help around your operations in your business, your efficiency, your systems, making more money, spending less time, spending less money, and getting on your mission, I would really recommend hiring Mike. Yeah, and if you're curious about that, I'll just kind of give you a quick overview of what that looks like so you can, what your expectation will be. What I've put together is we'll do, a, there's a contact page on MikeJWatts.com. It literally says contact. And there's also a work with me page. 
So there's more to come, but that's what we got thus far because we got to kind of finish everything else out. It was just getting it out to the world. looks really nice. I like the the pictures are beautiful. beautiful So the contact page is you just fill that out. What your questions or comments is I will get back to you within 48 hours as long as we have power, et cetera. And yeah. Or if it's like a Friday night, then I'll probably hit you up on Monday, you know, stuff like that. So, and then I'll just follow up with you to schedule an appointment to chat. We'll have like a 15 minute kind of session to see if I'm able to help you. Sometimes I'm not able to help the people what they actually need. And then we'll, we could do a, from there would be like a one hour discovery call or the 15 minute discovery call. Then we go to a one hour kind of a deep dive session. And in that one hour, we would go through a lot of the things that the same process that we kind of talked about today, not as in depth into what those would be, but really what it is you need help with and how can I actually help you do that? And within that one hour, there's going to be value provided at the end of that for you to kind of build the business and structure you might need. And then if you want to do more of an ongoing relationship from a a consulting standpoint, we can set that up with a minimum of three months, you know, stuff like that. So the 15 minute discovery call is free. Yep. What about the one hour? 250. Great. Yep. Awesome. And then you can talk about coaching packages once you talk to people. Um, Yep. That's That's all the things now that will definitely yeah, that's what we got going on now. Awesome. And then there would be from like ongoing coaching experience, it would requirement is coming to Maine for a day. So there is, I will only work with people. Which is awesome. Yeah. Because you're, there's much different. I'm not into dragging this thing out for like 12 years. Right. And so as I, like I, my whole life, this whole conversation has been, I'm not into necessarily being your helpful partner for like five years. It's, I don't think it's helpful to do that. I kind of want to now, I'm not saying that's not a possibility, but I'm just, I want to be able to build stability up in your business and help you quickly, right? Three to six month time frame, And then you're off and doing your thing, you know, and we evaluate every three months about where we are and where we're going, et cetera. But it's been super helpful for that to take place. So the first thing would be, you definitely come to Maine. We do an in day, one day deep dive. Like we go into everything, everything that's going on in your business, the income streams, we go really in deep of these four questions that we talked about. And then if you decide to do the full thing, that 250 for the one hour gets deducted from the overall cost. From there, we would do one hour or about, no, it wasn't one hour. I decided to do 45 minute sessions per week because it's in between 30 minutes and an hour. And it seems to go really well. And sometimes people don't only need like 20 minutes that week. You know, we do it once a week and then that would be for three months, kind of their relationship over the course of the three month period to make sure that the goal at the end, what, you know, and then we set parameters, like what's the goal at the end of this three months? What do we want to have done? Awesome. And where are we? How close to that at the end of the three months, et cetera. So yeah, that's pretty much what I'm, that's what I've done. And that's what that looks like. So it's cool. Amazing. Yeah. And then I also have a podcast, Project Life with Mike Watts. We've talked about season two kicked off about a month ago and with one episode, we had one episode in season two, but no, we're, we're getting back into recording the podcast. I've had tons of ideas in the last 48 to last week, just ridiculous amount of idea streaming happening. And this is just coming from like everything else is kind of, we just finished a big launch for origin and it's just like when you clear out brain space, you know, the it gives the ideas for that to take place, you know, and that's what's flooding in now. So I'm really looking forward to kind of seeing what else takes place. But yeah, 
Amazing. Yeah. Thank so, you. Thank you. So go to MikeJWatts.com. Leave us a review because you never know if you're going to get a giveaway. Ooh. And subscribe on iTunes. Always share this episode with your friends if you found it helpful. You can screenshot it, stick it in your Instagram story, whatever else you want to do. We'd love to, we'd love to see you listening. I mean, we can't really see you listening. That's creepy. We can. But if or you, you have, could take if a you photo take of a yourself photo. listening. Go for it. Yep. And also of your dishwasher and how oh, you yes. have efficiently managed space. So thanks so much for listening. This has been an episode of the Kate and Mike show, a post-bedtime episode. There were more giggles than usual and definitely more tangents. But we hope you had as much fun as we did. And we'll see you next a pre, episode. A pre-bedtime. Post bed, I mean Penelope's bedtime. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was a not. comedian I heard that says, why do they call it pre-boarding? Like, how do you pre-board? You know, where they said, if you need extra time, this is the time to pre-board. Like, how do you... Because you're... How do you... You're you boarding, can't pre-board. Because you're boarding before other people. So you... Yeah, but the, they're just boarding. Like, why are you pre-boarding? And I was like, that's, that's a very that's valid funny. point. Like, that is funny. You know what? We're going to leave you with that. Good night. Cheers. What's up, people? It is Mike Watts here, closing out this episode of the Kate and Mike Show. I just wanted to touch base with you because something really cool has started to happen post this, you know, closing of Origin, etc. Is that we just opened up the doors, and we're currently opening up the doors for not only Mike J. Watts, but also I will be doing other business consulting for those of you that have a small business or a large business or an entrepreneur or starting out, etc. But Basically, I like to think of myself as the business architect and I help establish business owners and entrepreneurs build solid operating structures so they can scale to the next level of revenue. And this is the first time in a long time that we've actually opened the doors for business consulting to help you really systematize what you actually have going on. So my skill set would be looking at the systems that a business has in place and reviewing those systems, where the income streams are coming in, where's the advertising, what are you actually doing, and then streamlining what's actually going on. The last person that I helped with this, I saved her $8,000 within our first hour because she ended up with spending $4,000 a month on things that she didn't actually need right there. And it's just stuff like that where we're constantly, as we're running a business, we are always spending money on something, right? And so it's about making sure that that something is working out well for everyone and not only everyone as a customer, but also you as the business owner. So we've opened the doors for that. You can check out more information at MikeJWatts.com. Once again, that's MikeJWatts.com. If you need some help when it comes to your systems, if you need some just consulting when it comes to your actual business, where your income streams are coming about, how you can go about growing your business, etc. I mean, I started this with zero income up and we are, we've really build a solid six-figure business. And this will be the first year that we'll be eclipsing seven figures. So it's pretty dope and pretty excited to see what else comes forward. So if you want to know more about that, you can just fill out the form at MikeJWatts.com. There's a section under work with me. You can review more about that information. I look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode of the Kate and Mike show. Have a great rest of the day. Cheers.